Death Takes a Lover, a D.S. Billings mystery. I'm shaken, I admit it. Mrs. Thornton's vitriolic outburst has left me shaken. My heart is racing, and I'm nauseated. Some morphine might help. The day has only just begun, but I could take a, a sniff or two. There are no laws against sniffing. No, 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 no. No, I must remain alert. I must appear strong. That is the only way to fight them. Yes? Oh, you're alone. I thought there was someone in here with you. I am quite alone, Miss Whitfield. But I clearly heard you talking to someone. That's the only way to fight them, you said. Damn it, I was thinking aloud again. What do you want? I've been instructed to persuade you to leave. I won't go until I'm ready. No, I know you won't, but I told Mrs Thornton I'd try. My goodness, what a mess. You're not very tidy, are you? You must be a bachelor. Was there anything in particular you wished to see me about, Miss Whitfield? Nothing in particular, but perhaps we could have a chat? A chat? You're the first new person I've met in a long time and you intrigue me. I see. Well, there is something I've been meaning to ask you, Miss Whitfield. Is there? Oh, how exciting! Should I sit down for this? If you insist. I think I must. What is it, Detective Sergeant Billings? What do you want to ask me? When I spoke to you yesterday, I asked you about Mrs Thornton's attitude towards Master Roger's gambling. You said that it was her fault things went as far as they did. What did you mean by that? Oh, you want to ask me about that? I was hoping we could have a chat about something other than Roger. Why? Why do you think? Because it upsets me. <sighs> Are you feeling indisposed, Detective Sergeant? I'm perfectly well, thank you, Miss Whitfield. You don't look it. You're not falling ill, are you? I said I'm in good health. Now, will you answer my question? What was that? Why did you say that it was Mrs Thornton's fault things got as far as they did? Actually, Mr Billings, I said something far more interesting than that yesterday. Something quite crucial, which you contrived to ignore completely. What was that? I mentioned someone I wasn't allowed to mention. Who? Mrs Thornton has forbidden me to talk about it. You will have to try and fish the information out of me. This is not a parlour game, Miss Whitfield. This is a criminal investigation. I'm well aware of that, but I gave my word. I say, you're not running a fever, are you? You're trembling. I told you I'm in good health. Now, please, will you answer my question? Are these signs of frustration I'm seeing? Is that why you're trembling so? Is your investigation not going well? (sighs) I'm being tiresome, aren't I? Well, it serves you right. You should have indulged me in my request for some conversation. Perhaps if we could have a trivial chat before we proceed with the formal interview, it would satisfy my whim, and then I'd be more inclined to cooperate. Very well, Miss Whitfield. What do you wish to chat about? Why do you take morphine? I can't sleep without it. Have you always depended on it? I started taking it seven years ago when I injured my back, and I've depended on it ever since. How did you injure your back? I was chasing a burglar over Battersea Bridge when I fell. I was a constable at the time. Did you catch the burglar? Yes. Have you always lived in London? I was born in Madagascar. My parents were missionaries. They ran a school there. How exciting! Not really. I travelled a lot as a child. It made my childhood difficult and unsettled. I don't know where I belong now. Whereas I haven't travelled at all. Yorkshire is all I know, and yet I feel I understand you. I don't know where I belong either. Do you feel you don't belong in this house, Miss Whitfield? Well, of course I don't belong. You've heard how the servants gossip. They have nothing but contempt for me. 
feel they're lowering themselves by attending to me because by birth I'm the same as them. Yet whenever I go back to my father's house in the village, I'm treated not like a daughter but a visiting queen. My father wears a cravat whenever I come to call. A cravat. It looks absolutely ridiculous on him. And my very presence makes my mother tremble as she pours the tea. What about Roger? What about him? Did you feel comfortable with him? Yes, I did. You said he was your window onto life. He was. I never get out of this house, but he had his nightly escapades and I clung to every word he told me about them. That's why I became so obsessed with April. April? Oh, there, you made me say it. You made me mention her name. Oh, you are clever, Mr Billings. Who is April? All this time I was wondering why Scotland Yard sent you. You look so clumsy and uncomfortable and anxious and shy. But I see now that it was all an act. A clever ploy to weaken my defences. Who is April? April Threadgood. Bill Parker's girl. Roger won her in a card game. I thought he hadn't accepted her. Oh, he did accept her, Mr Billings. Of course he accepted her. Roger would accept anything in order to continue playing. He just didn't know what to do with her afterwards. All he could talk about was his glorious victory over Parker. I remember him standing at my basin, splashing water on his face. He had just returned from the old boot, drunk as a lord, and it was Parker this and Parker that, but not once did he mention the girl he had won. What was she like? Who? April. What did she look like? I don't know. She's a plump country girl. Not unattractive. If she's not unattractive, then why won't you take your winnings? Because I only have eyes for you. What are you doing? I'm taking off my shirt. You can't get undressed in my room, Roger Thornton. What if somebody sees us? But my shirt reeks of sweat and liquor. I don't care. Go to your own room. You're being highly improper. Improper? That's rich. You want me to dishonour my friend's girl and you accuse me of being improper. Since when is Bill Parker a friend? He despises you. He's playing you. He knows you wouldn't touch his girl. That's why he used her for a stake. He knew he had nothing to lose. But if he had won, well, do you think he would have hesitated for one moment? No. He'd have stripped you of everything you have. It was my money you won that girl with. So, by rights, April Threadgood is mine. And I want you to take her. What was that? Gracie, what are you doing outside Miss Whitfield's room? It's Gracie. She was eavesdropping. Were you eavesdropping? Oh, no, sir. I never. Don't leave her standing outside, Roger. They might hear. Bring her in. Now, tell me, Gracie, what were you doing outside my room at this time of night? Nothing. I just... What? What are you staring at Mr Thornton for? Master Roger has got his shirt off. (laughs) He is not Master Roger anymore. He is Mr Thornton. And how dare you gape at him? Avert your eyes, Gracie. I'm sorry, miss. Mr Thornton was changing his shirt because it was dirty. He rode all the way back from Gromont. Now, you go back to the servants' quarter, you insolent woman. And don't you dare tell anyone you saw Mr Thornton in my room tonight or I will slap you harder than the cook ever has. (laughs) Did you hear me? Yes, miss. Well, off you go then. (laughs) Why are you laughing? It wouldn't be funny if she starts spreading gossip. 
What was she doing loitering in the hallway? She does that sometimes. She peeps through keyholes. I've noticed her before, usually while I dress or bathe. She spies on me. And you let her. You continue to undress and bathe, knowing that she's out there spying on you. Uh, What harm can it do? Oh, Roger, how could you ever think I would marry a man like you? You're irresponsible and conceited. You squander my money. You let yourself be manipulated by the likes of Bill Parker. You have no sense of propriety or decency. You expect everyone to love and adore you, while you yourself are unable to love and adore in return. How can you say that? I love everyone. Loving everyone and loving no one amounts to the same thing. You have to pick one person. You have to make one person feel special. You're special. If I am, then you will go back to that tavern. You will talk to Parker and claim my winnings straight away. And if you don't, then I'll do it myself. I'll tell him it was my money you used in your wages because you don't have any of your own. He'll laugh at you. I expect he's laughing at you already. Now get out of my room. I don't want to see your face again. You're a disgrace. There was a time when I was proud to have been taken into this household, but the Thornton family lost any claim to respect when your father passed away. I could never marry into such a disgraceful state of affairs. Never. Now go. You think I'm wicked, don't you, Mr Billings? Well, all I can say in my defence is that boredom is a destructive force. I didn't care about the money, I was only looking for sensation. I couldn't stand the way Roger allowed himself to be manipulated by the likes of Bill Parker. I was boiling with rage. But why were you so angry? I don't know. Even I don't always understand why I act the way I do. Perhaps I was jealous. Of April Threadgood? Of April, of Bill Parker, of Gracie, of Roger, of anyone who had a life outside this house. But all this sounds like an excuse for my own behaviour, and I do not wish to sink to that. I only want to help you with your investigation. You are seeking the person responsible for Roger's death. Well, here I am. Gracie had nothing to do with it. You, you should let the poor soul go. If anybody should be punished for his death, I should. In what way were you responsible? Don't you understand? He went back. He went back to the tavern and... I'm sorry, I can't talk to you anymore. In Death Takes a Lover, the parts were played as follows. Billings, David Alt. Doctor and Yardley, Ivan Wilkinson. Wilcox, Andrew Biss. Bella and Matron, Catherine Siggers. Mrs Thornton, Sharon Grunwald. Gracie, Tanya Rich. Martha and Nurse, Frances Brody Oldridge. Roger, Sean Mendham. Audio Mystery Theatre is free to listen to, but not free to make. If you want to show your appreciation, why not become a patron, or simply buy us a virtual cup of coffee? The money will go towards the next Audio Mystery Theatre production. You can find the links to my coffee and Patreon account in the show notes. <laughs>